0: the podcast. podcast and i'm not theo
1: and i am not juliet
0: and today we're enjoying sunny weather in san francisco i don't know what it's like in austin what's it like in austin theo? it is
1: gray and cloudy but it's not cold anymore so oh, that's that good. is all right now it's the temperate time of year where it feels you normal it's spring it's it's getting there spring is spring okay. is coming spring has not sprung Right. Okay. But uh, I'm just holding my breath and preparing for the searing, scorching heat of summer.
0: Summer. Yeah. Gross. Huh. We've got some trees blooming here, so I guess it's sort of early, early spring. Um, but I don't have searing heats to look forward to or dread. Um, but I think I might be going to Arizona in a in a week or two. So. Um, oh, we'll it'll see. be nice we'll there. See how that turns out.
1: Huh? It'll be nice there. It won't be searing heat. Yeah, it'll
0: be nice. It won't be hot. Uh, but if I stay for for a very long time, it'll be hot. But I won't. So, no way. Yeah. Arizona's like Texas. I don't want to spend too much time there.
1: Oh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Shamesy. So,
0: so what's Shaken Bacon?
1: What's Shaken Bacon is really, honestly, such a bunch of nothing. All I do is work, work, work. Um, but I, real quick, want to point out, One thing that's been on my Bacon Bits list for the (laughs) last, like, six weeks. Oh, my God. We have the best editor, audio engineer. Yeah. I swear, I listen to other podcasts now. And now that I've sort of, like, seen behind the scenes of a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And I recognize how jarring it can be to say something wrong that needs to be cut out and... Just how smooth the transitions are on ours, because I'm always saying wrong shit. Um, I've been listening to other podcasts, and now I can hear in the podcast where they've made an edit, right? And it's something that my ear wasn't trained for before, but thanks to listening to our show, and like, oh, great. They cut out that thing where I said the moon was made out of tuna fish. Um, (laughs) Yeah, great. So a giant thank you. A very long overdue thank you to Brent for just keeping this sh- keeping this frickety cart rolling down the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then aside, he's a
0: good guy. He um, is. Speaking of other podcasts, did you know? And this is totally an aside, but did you know that um, my favorite murder, whatever, they're exactly right. Network was sold to Amazon for a hundred million dollars.
1: Shut up! No, I knew it was no, sold to Amazon.
0: Totally true. A hundred million dollars.
1: Holy. F- I mean,
0: <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine?
1: Uh, no, I can't. And here's the thing. I can't either. Money is really nice, right? So if yeah. somebody came to me and was like, "Oh, Theo, we want to buy Apologies Accepted for a hundred million dollars," I mean, yeah, I'm gonna sell, sure. right? Yeah. But on another level, if we were making fifteen million dollars a year, right. right, and somebody was like, "Oh, I want to sell," and I'm like, "Do I really need corporate overlords?" I mean. Isn't what's half of 15, 12? Isn't $12 million a year enough for me? Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's a good point. I don't know how much they were making before that, but probably probably
1: not nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah, not nothing. That's for sure. So I, I don't know. I think my suspicion is that Amazon will cut out like half of the shows that are on the exactly right network and, you know, do a bunch of things that nobody's happy with as well. So, oh, totally right. Yeah.
1: And they're going to fire Karen in Georgia and replace them with, you know, Angelina Jolie and name somebody else.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. But, but Karen and Georgia will have a hundred million dollars. They're going to be swimming so. in their
1: swimming pool filled with cash. Yeah. They're not going to care. No, I know. I'm not
0: going to care at all. Um, but anyway, that's that's just a side note. Um, I didn't mean to distract you from what you were oh, saying. Oh, well,
1: that's okay. <laughs> this is the world that, that you live in typically where you're talking. I'm like, oh, let me tell you about this time. Um, <laughs> I'm all good with uh, sidebars and segues. Uh, and then my other thing is James was gone for a week. So really, uh-huh. literally all I did was work um, and then finish working. I go and eat dinner and I discovered yeah. or I rediscovered the type of single person that I am. So oh, yeah. I am the single person who has sad boy dinners over the sink.
0: <laughs> oh my god. With a spoon. And no. like sometimes
1: I have to open the can, right?
0: <laughs> but heating
1: the soup way <laughs> too much work. And oh, why no. am I eating soup? Well, <laughs> I'm out of milk, so I can't have cereal, which is even lazier than soup, right? I've got That's raw terrible. chicken, well, raw chicken. I've got food in the fridge. Yeah. I just have to cook it and it yeah, doesn't feel you. worth the effort, right? I'm the same. And even ordering something was like,
0: yeah, God, I have to
1: pick up the phone,
0: I have to answer I'll the just door, open right? this.
1: Well, I'll have toast. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: and it's just that thing of like, it's not that I don't think I'm worth lots of wonderful prizes and and great you know I don't know presents I just yeah. don't put the energy into it for myself sometimes and dinner seems to be that thing and I also don't make the bed
0: oh yeah I don't make the bed I haven't made the bed in years
1: yeah I was shocked
0: because
1: I, <laughs> I actually do make the bed when James is home and I realized oh funny. oh you're faking him out to think that you're all good house husband <laughs> so yeah um that was my week what about you what's shaking bacon
0: uh, it was my birthday, so I went yeah, to um, this place in Marin just over the bridge in Fort Baker called Cavallo Point, which is a hotel, a lovely hotel, luxury, whatever, with with a view of the Bay Bridge, and it was really pretty. From our room, we had a view of the Bay Bridge, which was just just gorgeous. So I just hung out in the hotel room staring at the Bay Bridge for most of the time. Um, but we did go up to Bodega Bay, which is on the coast, and have some seafood and enjoy the the fog. It was foggy that day, sunny but foggy, which is weird. But um, it was really nice. It was pretty. It was a nice drive. Uh, just enjoyed Brent's company and uh, some seafood, and that's about it. So, so that's um, his birthday is next week, and he doesn't really want to go anywhere. Um, so we're just going to enjoy that at home. But I have bought him a couple of presents. So
1: oh, that's weird. We all have March birthdays.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, but um, but he and I are Pisces, and you're an Aries, so.
1: I know you're the outsider. It's all right. Well, you guys are you know, are <laughs> we're,
0: we're us. <laughs> Definitely personality differences.
1: What is what is Pisces? Is that an air sign?
0: It's a water sign.
1: Okay. Oh no, that's I don't not know what fish. That means. I mean, yeah. Me either. Like like Sorry. I would know. Aries just, is
0: air or is Aries fire?
1: Aries is fire. I know everything about Aries. It's the best sign of the zodiac. Done.
0: <laughs> that's I bet.
1: <laughs> it is all I need to
0: know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all I needed to know.
0: Tamara's Aries too, I think.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, because her birthday was just a couple days before yours. But anyway, um let's talk about the podcast.
1: Oh well, all right. What do you want to talk about with the podcast?
0: So today we're going to talk about um, a dude named Tang Minfang um, who was jailed in 2020 in China. He was jailed because he reported a Foxconn factory's forced student labor internship to China Labor Watch. Uh, the Foxconn factory in the southern Chinese city of Hengyang used schoolchildren working illegally long hours to manufacture Amazon's popular Echo, Echo Dot, and Kindle devices. Now, I don't know. Now, these schoolchildren were like 16 to 18 years old, so it wasn't like they had five-year-olds working in the factories um, that I know of anyway. But um, I don't know why. I guess it's legal in the U.S. to have kids 16 and over work. But they have certain hourly restrictions or something? They can only do it certain times of the day and for certain hours? Yeah,
1: and and in certain industries. Uh, However, the Mm -hmm. one exception to that in the United States is agriculture. So in agriculture, a child 12 years old and up may work legally in the fields or on the farm. doesn't have to be in the field, right? Um, And that is full-time labor. So it is perfectly legal for a 12-year-old child an american citizen in the united states to be employed so i'm not say, talking about working on the family farm right uh-huh. where you have chores and you're right. working for free for your parents or so it could be factory
0: farming and purdue yeah. or whatever yeah oh my god yep.
1: strawberry fields forever it is uh 12 years old and you can work 50 to 60 hours a week Shit. and it's legal
0: so do they have to go to school at the same time?
1: No, not that I, I don't know about the, how the schooling thing, I don't know nothing about okay. no schooling. Um,
0: <laughs> I guess if it's agriculture, maybe they don't have to go to school. I think that used to be the case. I
1: Again, I, I don't know. I just, I just know that um, that is the law in the United States. And currently there is no measure or act in Congress to revisit Change that. agricultural age limits for wow. laborers.
0: I wonder how many children that young are working in agriculture.
1: I do No way. We'd have to drive out to uh, different to fields and count personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way to know that. got
0: time for that. We've already got jobs. So, um, so um, yeah. So it's 16, 18 years old working at the Foxconn factory in Hengyang. Um, And the China Labor Watch published some reports using information provided by Tang Minfang. After reviewing the reports, Amazon conducted their own investigation because um, obviously the Amazon's um, Echo and Kindle devices were being made at the factory. um, And Amazon confirmed the use of children in the factory. The students were illegally hired by Foxconn and forced to work overtime. Tank said workers regularly exceeded the limit of 36 hours of overtime a month, with some on the assembly lines over 100 hours a month during busy periods. 100 hours a month. If the students refused to work longer, the factory would contact their teachers to persuade them. If the students still refused overtime, they had to ask their teachers to help them resign, which I'm sure didn't go well. Um, The internships the students did at the Foxconn factory were not relevant to their studies, and the students told China Labor Watch that they were threatened that they would not be able to graduate if they didn't complete their internships. So, obviously, this is forced labor.
1: It's it's forced labor under the guise of, oh, you're going to learn how to work. You're going to learn uh, a skill. You know, their
0: business, right.
1: Right, exactly. And it's a when paid internship, which is the dream.
0: labels on boxes or something. So um, so after Amazon investigated, they did require Foxconn to improve the working and living conditions, to increase workers' wages, and to dismiss the supervisor of the factory as well as the human resources manager. However, Foxconn then characterized these abuses as trade secrets and had Tang detained under criminal law and sentenced to two years in prison in July 2020. So they said, these things that you told China Labor Watch are trade secrets, and we're going to jail you for uh, disclosing trade secrets.
1: We're breaking the law, which is a trade secret. That's how we're earning profits. Therefore, you're in trouble.
0: And they got away with it. Um, And according to China Labor Watch, student forced laborers are common in China. And the situation has been reported and exposed by media and scholars, but no factory that uses forced labor has ever been punished. Additionally, in one year alone, 2010, 14 workers at Foxconn's Shenzhen Industrial Complex committed suicide by jumping off the factory roof. And Foxconn responded by introducing a ban on suicide and removed protections from the families of workers who committed suicide. Stop!
1: No, nope. they put a True. ban on suicide. True. There have been too many suicides this month, everybody. You stop, gotta stop it!
0: <laughs> no more. And then we're going to take away protections from your family if you do commit suicide. So it's horrible. Um, I don't know what to say about it, except that it's horrible. And Foxconn is China's single largest private employer. Uh, Foxconn's owner, Terry Gao, is the wealthiest man in Taiwan with a net worth of about $7 billion. And, of course, Amazon's Jeff Bezos is worth an estimated $170 billion, uh, a fortune that I think the Guardian said he acquired against a backdrop of global reports of misery for Amazon's warehouse workers, exhausted by the demands made on them in return for the most basic of wages. Union and Workers' Rights Group have protested about Low pay and harsh working conditions I mean uh, Yeah If, yeah I, I mean, know, not, not only are you working in a factory And you get abused, but if you report on the abuse You're jailed, so I mean it's Sort of like Russia Or something in, in the old days Or maybe now, I don't know
1: uh, It's, you know Just hearing that, it's it's So obvious that it's all one Giant pyramid scheme Somebody yeah. at the top is worth a yeah. hundred and seventy billion dollars. Right, right. Who's? How much is he making a minute? I have no idea. Right, I don't but know. it's got That's a lot. ridiculous amount of money a minute. Yeah. And then you have these kids who are working for him, admittedly, indirectly, but it doesn't matter. They're still in the supply chain, yeah, right? Yeah. And and these kids are earning a dollar a day.
0: Right, something like that. Not very much.
1: Yeah, well, it's I ridiculous. Could, I could,
0: it's unnecessary, is what it is. There's absolutely he can afford to pay these people a better wage.
1: Oh, it's it's ridiculous. So, um, a couple of comparative figures here. Um, company documents show that Foxconn pays interns a total of sixteen won an hour, which comes out to two dollars and sixty-one cents an hour. That's inclusive of overtime and other add-ons like oh, wow, free water, right? Um, wow, with a basic salary of $1.56 an hour, Jeez. right? Uh, the average adult factory worker makes $3.95 an hour. Experienced agency workers, who known as dispatch workers, cost right. the company $3.19 an hour.
0: And those are like contractors.
1: Yep. And so while wages are not uh, super high, the interns are receiving... Uh, a little more than half of what an adult worker would would be earning.
0: Right. That's not a lot of money for 100 hours of overtime a month,
1: potentially. Not a lot of money, and also you have the threat of, oh, and the whole rest of your life is never going to happen because you're not going to graduate from our program.
0: Right, if you don't do this.
1: But you know how to work in this factory, and so welcome to the rest of your life.
0: So you can spend the rest of your life at this factory very easily. We
1: helped you. Yeah. We're heroes. That
0: would be awful. Um, So Tang was not only imprisoned for making these reports, uh, but he wrote a letter to Jeff Bezos and said that he was tortured during the interrogation process at the hands of police and was forced to make false confessions. He described that he was beaten by his interrogators, handcuffed in stress positions until he signed a confession to the crime of infringing trade secrets. He said, I refused to sign seven times, and they got angry and handcuffed me to the bottom of the iron frame, unable to stand, squat, or sit, only bending, half squatting all night. In the early morning, I could not stand anymore. In his letter to Bezos, Tang urged him to ensure that workers' rights were protected. I think the price I paid will all be worth it if only this situation can be brought to your attention and benefit the employees of all Amazon suppliers, he wrote. Finally, as your faithful admirer, as a former employee of your company's client, as a victim, as a son, husband, and father, I would like to ask the following of you. Please ask Hang Yang Foxconn to face up to its own problems, apologize to me, and come forward and communicate with the local court to assist me in the appeal of my case so that the court can finally revoke my guilty verdict. Kind of a sad letter
1: It's it's a very sad letter And I would hope that Given the media attention that this has received um, This is from an article That was published in the Guardian Which is a, again a very well respected paper Widely yeah. read um, That this would have Crossed Mr. Bezos Secretary's desk Like somebody close to him Has got to be aware of this I'm letter I'm sure someone is right? if, not, if not Bezos himself
0: A spokesperson said in reply um, to the articles, at least, we do not tolerate violations of our supply chain standards. We regularly assess suppliers using independent auditors as appropriate to monitor continued compliance and improvement. If we find violations, we take appropriate steps, including requesting immediate corrective action. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, absolutely right. Tank said he believed Amazon acted correctly in addressing the illegal working practices, but that it should have intervened on his behalf in line with U.S. law, offering protection to whistleblowers and guaranteeing their freedom of speech. I was clear about how the student workers were physically punished and assaulted by their teachers. I believe these things are wrong and illegal, he said. Tang said Foxconn had promised to improve working conditions after the first investigation, but its own internal documents suggested managers were planning to expand the illegal use of workers. Not just me, many other colleagues believe this is wrong, he said. Can you ask Kang Yang Foxconn to face up to its own problems and compensate and apologize to me? China Labor Watch director Li Chang also wrote to Bezos, urging him to intervene on behalf of Tang. China Labor Watch believes that Amazon has the responsibility to call for China to free this innocent volunteer, who provided the evidence of labor violations in an Amazon supplier factory, and thank him for helping him helping improve worker conditions. All he did was report violation of workers' rights in an Amazon supplier factory. He did not commit any illegal acts. It is unacceptable and unfair that Tang Minfang is serving jail time for trying to help Amazon improve the labor conditions in his supplier factory. He said Bezos had not responded to his letter, and Amazon had not offered any support for Tang. So Tang was released earlier this year, early last year, at some point last year, but I don't know if he... I think he served two years.
1: He served Um, two years, yeah.
0: Yeah, which I think was his sentence. I'm not entirely sure. Two
1: years for telling the truth.
0: I know. I know. I mean...
1: I get that it's China. I get that it's a different system. Um, But... Come on, guys.
0: Yeah. Well, conditions at Amazon factories in general have been the subject of complaints for a while. According to Fortune, workers at Amazon warehouses across the U.S. have long complained about grueling working conditions. They say they have too few bathroom breaks, which are all timed, excessive productivity goals, and an unsafe working environment. Between 2017 and 2020, the company reported serious injuries requiring workers to take time off or to be moved on to lighter tasks at nearly double the rate of other warehouses in the industry. So it's not so great here either, unfortunately.
1: Uh no. No, but you don't get hundred and seventy billion dollars by being the nicest employer in the world.
0: I guess not. I mean, what what if he only made like eighty billion dollars? Could he have given people better salaries? God I forbid,
1: mean, what if he only made five hundred million, Juliet? What are you trying to do? <laughs> strip this man of all of his money? He
0: couldn't have that seven billion dollar yacht or whatever it is that he's got. Is that uh, the, him that has that? The one yacht? they had
1: to like raise some fucking bridge. well, he couldn't go to space. Right. Right. And, you know, thank God he went into space because how much better are things? Uh, Jeff Bezos has had his jollies. What
0: I thought Elon Musk was the one that went into space. Is that who you said?
1: Musk did, but didn't Bezos do it as well?
0: Oh, maybe. I don't know. I can't keep
1: track. Weren't all the billionaires trying to get off the planet?
0: I think so. I I think there's like a handful of people who are so rich that they can do whatever they want. And they all tried to go to space at some point.
1: And stay there.
0: And stay there. That yeah. would be nice if they did stay there, but they probably could manage their affairs from space just as easily as anywhere else. So it wouldn't be any better for us. Yeah, true. I'm glad I don't work in an Amazon factory. I think about that from time to time.
1: <laughs> I'm only laughing because, uh yeah, once upon a time, it did cross my radar that, like, I could get a job at Amazon. I mean, yeah, uh, but... You know, no, thank you. The hours sound bad. The work practices sound bad. Everything just sounds, there's nothing about it that sounds like great. I actually do know somebody who worked at Amazon. um, I'm trying to not like, I mean, high up, but not super, super, super high up. Right. And and this person said, going to avoid all gender and all names, that it was a cult. That you would uh, get phone calls at three o'clock in the morning, and you were expected to answer your phone and know what was going on. And oh no. the surest way to get fired was to not answer your phone at three o'clock in the morning and not know what was happening. Right? That's hard. Uh, you were on deck twenty four seven, and it wasn't even just the expectation. That was the reality. Like, what what is it when there is no such thing as an expectation? The sun will come up tomorrow. That's not an expectation. That right. is a universal a fact. yeah it's a fact right yeah. so there we go well i
0: hope they were well paid for this because they could have gone to work anywhere else and not had that same kind of stress
1: i know right and that's the thing i don't get it's well okay but here we are we're talking about people who have choices in employment yeah right which is i yes. don't understand why they took that job well you know they took that job it looks good on a resume all right i'm i'm going to eat shit for a year and i'm going right. to have to work like super hard but then i will have been vp of supply chain management for Amazon, and then I can get a nice cushy job at, you know, Target, Williams, yeah, Sonoma or whatever, right? Um, so I, c- I can see it in I'm climbing the ladder kind of way. But uh-huh. when you don't have a ladder and you're just trying to, like, stay
0: alive. Oh, yeah. Then, well, that's yeah. totally different. But I, I would assume that someone who was a vice president of something would have more options.
1: Yeah, totally right. So, yeah.
0: But I guess, you know, people do things for their own reasons, so...
1: What can I say? To that, nothing. That is a thousand percent (laughs) true.
0: (laughs) It is what it is. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all I have about this uh, unfortunate event. Um, Have you got any details for us?
1: I do, because as I mentioned in pre-show, some of this story just felt very obvious, Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. why would a corporation allow children to be employed? Well, because they're cheap and you make more money. Right. Right. Why would a corporation do things in China? Well, because it's cheap. Right. And it all comes down to profit and money and blah. Um, But that's also the reason why children enter the workforce. It's about poverty. It's about earning money. Um, And so this morning, in a mad crunch to do my homework and keep up Mm -hmm. to speed with you, Right, like she's gonna have mm-hmm. all the facts. I gotta, yeah. I gotta have something. I can't lie too much. Um, so I watch this. Um, I'll say, really, it was well done um, yep. documentary called "Invisible Hands," and it's about child uh, labor, child slavery. Oh. Right, which sounds like it would be really depressing and sad,
0: major downer.
1: And they managed to walk a very fine line between presenting the facts but not bumming you out too much. Wow. Right? The children were smiling when they were working. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, that's God.
0: awful. <laughs> God.
1: See, i just smiling while eating their porridge. I have to discharge the tension through <laughs> saying inappropriate things. So get ready to laugh your head off, because here we go. Uh-huh. Um, in the world, uh, there are anywhere from 160 million to 200 million children who are employed, right? Damn. And those ages range from... Five to about 14 years old.
0: Totally shit.
1: Um, some, uh, so the doc, I'll tell you about the documentary that I watched, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, it starts off with this guy in India whose name is Khaleesh Satyarthi. So Kalish Satyarthi. And he's the founder of Bakpen Bako Andolan. He won the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh. Um, and what he does is He finds these little factories That are employing children And sometimes the children are, are We'll say enslaved They're trafficked They've been purchased right. right And so they don't live at home They live in the factory yes. And they're going to live there For two years working And then at the end of the two years The child gets paid And can go back home to their parents um, There's all different mixes of that So that's not the only wow. type of Of way that this plays out But uh, so he so um, Kailash will partner with local police or he'll go in with his own group of guys, right? And they raid the factory. And when I say mm-hmm. factory, I mean this is in somebody's garage, right? Yeah, or it's somebody's right. living room, right? And they'll they'll rescue like 20 kids at a Damn. at a time. Um, so Kailash has been beaten by locals who don't want him there because he's yeah. disrupting the economy. And um, he has had team members murdered. Uh, So, so yeah. Um, And then a quote from Siddharth Kara, who's the director of human trafficking and modern slavery. And I really think they should rework his title and maybe he should be the director. Yeah. (laughs) Anti-human trafficking. No, I know. Right. It's like, Oh, how much do you make doing that?
0: What do you do? I'm a director of human trafficking and
1: modern slavery
0: and modern slavery. Yikes.
1: But uh, he is employed by Harvard, and he said, if you set aside all the laws and definitions and the economics and and the reasons why this happens, right, what we're left with is it means that the innocence and purity of childhood is transformed into grinding menial labor, which is then transformed into the delightful things we consume every day. It's, right. Their suffering turned into our clothes and our food and our jewelry and our chocolate. Um, All right. So in in a world of global capitalism where shipping is really cheap, it's very easy to find cheap labor. So industries look for how can we make the most money? Well, let's reduce our labor costs. Great. Let's go to countries where labor is cheap. And because of the distances, it's very easy to claim ignorance right? Uh, you've worked right. in supply chain management, right? I never have. No. Oh, you haven't? I
0: don't think so. No.
1: Oh, what? You don't think so?
0: <laughs> not that I
1: remember. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think that you had done something in supply chain management? But, I
0: have no idea. Yeah,
1: I don't know either. I was sure. I was like, oh, Juliet will have this covered from bottom to up. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> All right, cool. So, you know, um, uh, well, I'll make it personal. We have a friend who Um, has a small mom and pop coffee company, right? That sounds pretty glamorous, but very small. And, um, she works with farms located throughout Latin America, um, Mm -hmm. female owned farms. And we'll get into the whole thing is just about female empowerment, uh, Mm -hmm. because anybody can have coffee. So how do I make my coffee different and empower women? Cool. Right. So, um, She actually goes down to the farms herself and meets the owner, has tours, does follow-ups with them to ensure that it's truly a woman who's owning and benefiting from the sale of the beans. Right. Right. And into the ethical uh, practices. But this is a small company. And again, as I said, it's mom and pop. So, so she's able to actually meet and develop relationships with, with the people. But, you know, let's add another 20 people under her. And suddenly she's making a phone call to someone saying, oh, you know that farm in Latin America? Do they really like, is that female owned? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I went down. You know what I mean? It's like things start to break down the more people you add right. to the chain. Right. Um, okay. So they, uh, the documentary then went into, after looking at like breaks and supply chains and accountability uh, went into some of the countries and some of the stories around specific kids. So um, Indonesia, where we are 149 on the comedy charts, and I learned today that Indonesia is a chain of islands, I somehow thought it was above Pakistan. Um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, I <laughs> I was just born here. I asked to study the earth. Um, there were, you know, borders. Okay. So uh Indonesia is the world's largest supplier of palm oil. And palm oil is a shelf stabilizer. So it prolongs the product of a life, right? Everything from chocolate okay. bar to shampoo to you name it palm olive is is palm oil. Sorry, is yes, everywhere. It's palm, oil. palm olive uses palm oil. Um and children are largely employed in the palm oil industry. To burn forest and spray Pesticides and oh, no. You can bet that those pesticides that they are Spraying are not EPA approved pesticides Right, right? And guess what well, Kids don't have gloves or respirators or face masks oh, no. Or know That they should even like cover their Mouth and nose up with a mask When they're spraying these chemicals Which are uh, Cancer causing which can cause Parkinson's disease later in life. Right. Um, no idea. And the employers purposely don't supply the kids with safety gear. Why? Because if they did, then they would have to admit that they're employing the children because they gave them equipment to use. Right.
0: Oh no. So
1: what happens is, um, the parents who, you know, again, we're talking crushing poverty here. So, um, the film crew went to the plantations and interviewed workers. And there was a mother who was there who she's working in the field. Right. And she brings her child with her because if she doesn't clear and she doesn't produce her quota, which is ridiculously high and impossible for one person to ever achieve. Right. She has to Uh have help. Uh, She brings her, her little son to help her and and he works from 7 a.m. until 8 p.m.,
0: five no. days a week
1: easily, right? And the mother was was happy that she had a son who could help her wow. because otherwise she wouldn't have this job,
0: right? Right. right.
1: Um, so got it. Um, they interviewed a little boy who was 12 years old in the palm fields, and he said, if my parents need... I." If my parents need my help, I can only accept this situation. Um, the largest company that produces uh, refined palm oil, right, is a company called Wilmar, W-I-L-M-A-R. It's in Indonesia, and they provide the palm oil to Colgate, Procter & Gamble, Kellogg's, Nestle, and Unilever. Name a product and And it has palm oil in it from these farms where children are
0: hired. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah, there
1: there is literally no way around consuming a product that does not involve a child's labor on some level, right? Um, So, which I know gets really depressing, but we're going to find a way not to be depressed about it. Um, Okay, so... Out of all of these companies that I've just named, Nestle was the one company to acknowledge the problem. Oh, oh yeah, there, there's child labor. And the producers of the documentary met with the guy whose name I don't have and title I don't have, but basically his job was global supply chain manager, blah, 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 blah. And, right. and he said to the, um, to the production team, yeah, we make certain that our suppliers are not using children. And if you have an example, then I would like to know the name. And the producer said, every farm we visited employed children. And wow. some of them were trafficked. Wow. And you could just see this guy like, um, oh, God, that my meeting just started. I really have to go. I'm so he didn't say that. That didn't happen. But that you could see him like, can I do? Can I get out of this room? Um, So let's see. In 20. So
0: everybody knows about it and nobody does anything.
1: Well, even though they very well could. Well, so good point. Hold on to that. Stick a pin in it because that's how we're going to. Well, actually, it's not how I'm going to wrap it up. It's how the documentary wrapped it up. So that's why we're able to like look at this really sad subject and then walk away with a, oh, okay. All right. I'm glad I watched it. I know some facts. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. There's a company called Transparentum. I don't know why it has that name. Um, And they go about... And look at supply chains down to the level of going into people's garages who are mm-hmm. crushing berries, let's say, right, or mm-hmm. whatever crazy thing happens. Looking, um, looking for children, and they report that up to corporations, right? Okay. So there, there is a way to know who is producing your goods, but uh, will for, willful ignorance. Um, Indonesia is the world's fifth largest tobacco producer having half a million farms. There are 250 million people who live in Indonesia and there are 3000 labor inspectors for the entire country. And the labor inspectors are supposed to go out to the fields and the factories and the shops and the blah and enforce labor laws. Right. And Obviously, that's not enough people to do that job, no. which is how the Indonesian government happen. can allow these children to work because enforcement just doesn't happen. Enforcement is half-hearted, right? Because uh-huh. there's a buck to be earned. Um, in the USA, children 12 and up can work on any farm, small farms and family farms. There's no age limit. So if you're five years old and your dad owns the farm and your dad wants you to go out and collect chicken eggs You're gonna go do that and sure that's a chore and it's different when it's your family But that's also what's happening in these palm fields My mom's going off to work and we're a family and so i'm gonna go work in the family's palm fields now But the family doesn't own the palm field Uh, The family considers itself lucky to have a job Uh, So in the usa again, uh children work collecting blueberry collecting no, picking, picking,
0: picking. Sure. Yeah,
1: collecting is fun. That's what you do with like Nightmare Before Christmas figurines, right? Right. Um, that's a reference. It's personal to me. Uh, blueberries, strawberries, and sweet potatoes. Um, kind of, kind of concerning to think that now when I go to the grocery store and I pick up a yes. packet of strawberries that are on sale, that like. Wow, a thirteen-year-old could have been picked. Pick these, and it'd be perfectly yeah. legal, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So, so children have basically always worked, right? And typically, industry sure. was in in the home and an agricultural society. Every, everybody worked, right? Child labor really became a thing with the Industrial Revolution, when steam-powered machinery meant you didn't need brute force to get things done. Suddenly you could use a little kid to manage some machine, to run in between the chopping things, and grab that one thing that fell on the floor, right? Um, And this was basically the case through the 19th century and into the early 20th century. In 1938, uh, the U.S. Congress passed the Fair Labor Act. Uh, It was part of FDR's New Deal. And this was to keep um, children in school, Out of industries, but the one Exclusion to this act was Agriculture Um, And as I mentioned earlier, there's no effort In Congress to tackle This agricultural age Concern I don't want a Uh strawberry that's been picked by a 13 year old Uh Um, Okay So Let's see here And gone, I'm just going to kind of skip around There are 2 million Children between the ages of 5 and 14 who work in gold mines or on cocoa plantations. Oh, no. Ghana and another country called, and you probably know it. I'm going to mess it up. DeLivre? Olive DeLivre? It's another country know. in Africa. I've never heard of it. Um, it was, I don't know. It sounded really pretty. Um, okay. So Ghana and this other country, this name I didn't write down because I was like, I'll never be able to pronounce it. De Oliver something uh produce 60% of chocolate in the world right um the cocoa board of Ghana regulates itself and they provide oversight in conjunction with uh government approval so given all of the issues with child labor in the chocolate industry specifically right 60% of the world chocolate comes from two countries uh, two million kids are working in those countries. So it's an open secret, basically, in the chocolate industry. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, I guess children's tears make chocolate taste sweeter. Oh, that's not funny. That's terrible. I, I know. I didn't
0: know that with chocolate. I didn't know that with these industries in general. It's sad. I'm depressed.
1: Well, uh, but now, like I said, hold on, because we're going to end up in a not sad place, but it's not happy. Right. Um, okay, so... Oh my gosh, chocolate? No way. What? You mean hot chocolate? You mean candy bars? You mean Snickers? You mean re- yeah, everywhere, everything, all chocolate, Cadbury wow. looking right at you, right? Um, Switzerland, high, America, high, Canada, all chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, so two US senators in 2001 put forward the Harkin-Engel uh protocol where they basically said, "Hey, chocolate people, clean up your act." We are kids employed and you need to figure this out. And that was in 2001. And they said, you know, could you, could you maybe get kids to stop working over the next four years? If we gave you to July 1st of 2005, do you think you could get the kids out of the chocolate chopping those pods and all, could you just stop that? And uh, the chocolate industry said, yeah, absolutely. And they said that again in 2008 when they missed the 2005 yeah. deadline And then um, they said it again in 2013.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Child labor had risen 21% by 2013 over the year 2001 when the harkin engel protocol was put into, I can't say act, because, like, there were no consequences for not meeting the deadline. Right. Right. As these guys are busy shoving chocolate bars into their faces, like, did you meet that deadline? Mm, No, but isn't the candy so good? Yes, it is. Um,
0: okay, I'm not cheered up yet.
1: I know. And, <laughs> and wait, because okay. here we go. Um, okay. China, where we were talking about yeah. our our dear friend who was wrongfully imprisoned, um, China. And from 1990 to 2010, China went from the seventh largest manufacturing, manufacturer country, right, in the world, to number one. So... What is that's 20 years? It took them to go from seven to one. They're the number one manufacturer in the world. Uh, They got there through sweatshops and child labor. Um, In a way, it kind of makes sense because if you look at poverty as the crucial factor in the creation of child labor, then China was um, taking, well, they weren't taking. You had people that were like, there's a way to earn money. And all I have to do is send little Becky Sue into that factory Get your shoes on young lady So So uh, that's That's how they got there According to this documentary Allegedly Don't sue me China Um, So it was through rural labor And mostly girls uh, But Something also shifted In the 90s And that was when China introduced Universal primary education So school became compulsory And Uh, basically, compulsory school attendance decreases child labor, right? right. Um, how and why in the mechanics? Th- th- I mean, I get why. If the children have to be in one place and not the other place, right. then it makes sense. And then the, the factories have no choice but to hire adults. And mm-hmm. one of the guys in the documentary made a point of, you know, there's 200 million working kids, but there's 168 million unemployed adults. And so all we have to do is shift to that, right? And a lot of those adults who are unemployed are the parents of the working children, right? And it's not because the parents don't want to work. It's because the parents aren't going to get hired. The kid's going to get hired, right? Right. Um, Okay, so that's cool. Thank you, China. Compulsory education. That's going to decrease our child labor issue. And, And it did, but then there's a loophole. And the loophole is what was happening at Foxconn. And that loophole is that high school students the ages of 15 to 17 can um, spend their summer vacations working as interns in factories they are supposed to be learning management skills and fill in the blank with other kinds of nice sounding things but that's not the case at all they show up in their manual labor and they are just working they're working incredible numbers of 16 18 hours a day right mm. um, very few breaks and and just not a lot of fun. And you can't quit because you don't graduate, right? right? right. Um, so yippee. Um, and so the uh, the documentary interviewed a couple of 15-year-olds, and they were like, hey, how do you like working in this factory in China? And the kids all basically had the same statement, which is um, this is something I have to do. It's part of my education, and mm-hmm. I I don't like it. But mm-hmm. I, I need to graduate, right? Um, okay, so in India, we have 30 million children under the age of 14 who are mm-hmm. working. Um, they are largely employed in agriculture, embroidery, jewelry making. They also are working 16 to 18 hours a day. Um, yep, and these products are sold in Ikea, Target, Home Depot, Amazon, wow. name a store, it, yeah, it's just, it's there, right? Okay. Um, I'm still
0: not feeling better.
1: I know. Well, (laughs) and and I'm I'm sorry for this one because now you're going to feel a little bit worse. Oh no. Yes. So mica, which is a mineral that's, I guess, kind of glittery and put into makeup and car paint. Um, children are used to mine mica. Oh no. And so, basically all makeup and all car point car point car paint employ child labor to get Uh, that really beautiful glinty you know sheen um and bmw is the only company in the entire world to say we are not going to take mica that's mined in india sorry i should have pointed out all this is happening in India. Um, we will get our mica from other places where we know that they can prove children aren't aren't working.
0: Wow! Right?
1: Um, yes. So
0: only one car company.
1: Only only one company. Revlon yeah, didn't company say that. Did not
0: even makeup. Yeah. You
1: know? uh, I don't know. Name another. I yeah. only know Revlon. Um,
0: yeah, L'Oreal. I mean, they're probably all about the same people.
1: But. Probably. Yeah, probably. And that person is not a child.
0: Uh, right. That's
1: right. Oh. Okay. So don't
0: have no power. So th- there's a little
1: bit of there's a little bit of what we, what can we do, right? Um, right. And so what we can do is obviously corporations only exist because they supply goods that people buy, right? And so you could say like, well, I can't I can't not buy something that has palm o- palm oil in it, right? Because it's just it's everywhere. And so, uh, what am I gonna do? So you can look for labels that are uh, listed. Fair trade is one. Right. Uh, There's another one that's called Good Weave, which is uh, particularly for the rug industry, right, where children are massively employed. Um, Mm -hmm. These two companies or two organizations really ensure that child labor um, is not a part of the supply chain. And uh, let's see here. So kind of the last little bits um, just interesting points: the largest 175 economic entities in the world. Of those 175, 50% are corporations, and the other 50% are countries. Huh. Wow. Um, that was five years ago. Today, 65% are corporations. Huh. Right. Um, and so it's up to the corporations to manage this problem. Corporations bow down to the will of the people ish, right? And so one guy uh, in the documentary pointed out that he actually was glad that corporations had such a large share of, of this issue because a corporation can do something in 48 hours that a government might take 10 years to accomplish. So he really felt that the hopeful thing here is that Uh. these are supply chain issues and that as people are aware of them, people can do something about it by putting their money where their mouth is, basically, Uh Um, and that companies will respond to that. And one company that was held up as a shining example, Guess.
0: Oh, my God. I have no idea.
1: Yes, it's a big one.
0: Apple. Yes, you guessed right. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, oh my first God. guess. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> I'm surprised.
1: I know I was too. I had to like stop it and rewind because I spaced a little bit and then I was yeah. like, oh, what horrible thing did Apple do? Because that's what uh, yeah, exactly. I only that's expected that. Yeah. Yeah. And no. So um, get ready for this. Apple, our hero. Um, so Apple audits their supply chain and they punish suppliers that they catch using children. Oh, Good. they punish the supplier. What do they do? Not give them a hundred million dollars, but only ninety-nine million dollars? <laughs> no. Um, first of all, the supplier has to release the child and send the child back home at the supplier's expense. Doesn't matter how much okay. you paid for the kid. Um, okay. And then the supplier has to ensure that the child is in school, and a lot of wow. these kids don't go to school. Because one, their families need the money. And two, right. it costs money to go to school. You have to buy pencils. You have to buy paper. You know, yeah. do you have to buy a book? Maybe not. But you do have to buy some things. And spending yeah. the money on a pencil or spending the money on food, it's not going to be a pencil, right? Yeah. Um, okay, great. And then they have to wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Continue to pay the child's wages until the child is wow. of working age. Right. Wow. So fuck around and find out with Apple. Um, I I was mightily, heartily, beautifully surprised by that. Um, and also, Apple. Um, I don't want to say that they. We. What am I going to say? I'll use the word allegedly. Okay. Apple allegedly um, has a policy of full transparency and full disclosure. And the reason I say allegedly is because, you know, somewhere, somewhere, is going to be like one thing that happened, Uh but um, where they publish all of their suppliers that they work with and they report any issues regarding child labor with a supplier. It's all public knowledge. And that's actually considering that kids are used to dig cobalt, which is a primary ingredient lithium. You need cobalt to make a lithium battery. And so... Apple is not using lithium from countries that they know violate um, the, the child labor laws, Wow! right? Um, but Amazon, Alexa, Android, all of those don't. They, they're very happy to take those lithium wow. batteries that come from uh, the cobalt that has been mined with the little hands because the tiny grains of cobalt dust are the most precious. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then in the documentary They did this thing where they went um, They went to Africa I don't remember which country it was It may have been Nigeria And they posed as uh, Cocoa bean farmers mm-hmm. Looking for children to buy And wow. they bought some children Guess how much a child laborer Costs to purchase this isn't even just like rent, right? God,
0: I don't know, fifty dollars.
1: Oh, more than that. Sorry, oh, good. sorry to disappoint you.
0: thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> no, less than that. I'm 100. gonna make your day. More than that. Five hundred. <laughs> less than that. <laughs> Two fifty. <250. laughs> so close. Two hundred and thirty dollars. Oh my god. Uh, to oh my god to hire to, not hire. I'm sorry to buy, to buy a kid. And these kids are, are being trafficked from other countries. So in Ghana, you know, they're coming from, name it.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, and, and within that, after they bought the kids, um, the police came and arrested the traffickers and then the kids were sent back home and the look of confusion on these poor kids faces where it was just like, what happened? Yeah. I I thought I was going to be working and earning some money. Um right. Some kids are forced into it by their parents and are told go and don't come you back until you bring yeah. money. Yeah. Right. And others it's it's a family unit going and working together.
0: Right.
1: Um yeah, it's it's just it's not easy, but um that was a dumb thing to say. It's not easy. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, how how do you wrap it up nicely, other than to say, or how do you wrap it up? Wrap it up nicely. They need to use that.
0: Oh my god! Um, th- so yeah, I guess the, they need. We need to stop hiring children and hire their unemployed parents instead. Um, I mean, of course they pay children less than they would pay their parents, which is why they hire the children in the first place. But so it would be more expensive theoretically to hire their parents. But sure. I mean, these large companies could probably afford it for the most part.
1: Well, I mean, they And can. they say, well, that's
0: going to increase the cost of goods, but it doesn't necessarily have to increase the cost of goods. I mean, if you're paying your your CEO billions of dollars a year, probably some of that money could be redirected.
1: I'm going to guess that a million dollars, a measly million dollars, right, uh-huh. funneled down to these, I don't know, these, these little farms, right, would really help increase wages and... And bring uh, parents. But, you know, again, it's, that's not what they want to do. They they want to work. Uh, they don't want to work. They want their workers to work for as cheaply as possible. And they don't want to have to supply materials. So gloves, respirators, all that. Bu- it's not even bullshit. All, all the safety equipment. Sure, you can hire the adults and you, maybe you pay them more. Maybe you pay them the same as you're paying the kid. Right? But adults are heavier. They can't climb the trees. And also adults tend to form unions and complain about unfair working conditions right whereas kids don't
0: I'm still depressed
1: um well let's let's cheer things up here this is a comedy show after all um, <laughs> let's see what could we say we could say do you remember working as a kid like what was your concept of going out and, and working
0: I didn't work did you didn't have a part-time <laughs> job?
1: As a kid? Yeah, I mean like as an eight-year-old But I mean, you know
0: I babysat and then I didn't get a real job until I was like 18 or whatever How
1: old were you when you first started babysitting? Probably like 12 About the same for me, yeah I babysat too Um,
0: Yeah Way too young
1: Oh, totally, Jesus God
0: (laughs) Way too young Completely incapable of handling any emergency uh
1: huh. Yeah. No, I'm right there. Never had one, fortunately.
0: <laughs> no, never had one. Thank God.
1: Yeah, but I would—I was...
0: would have not known what to do.
1: Oh, me either. I would have—I would have called the parents, and there weren't cell phones, so it's like, what restaurant yeah. are you going to?
0: Exactly. Call the restaurant. Um, your child is choking to death. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> do you know how to dial nine one one? You're hired.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it was yeah.
1: it was a simpler, gentler time. There was no <laughs> such thing as serial killers or poison chemicals under the sink. It was just, you know.
0: Well, we had Mr. Nasty or whatever his name was to tell us. That, remember that sticker that, that, with the face on it that told you not to eat or drink the chemical that was under the sink?
1: Oh, my God. So. I, uh, I do remember that. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. We so didn't we have good. that in my house. <laughs> we didn't have it in my house either yeah. but i knew what it was <laughs> right same. i didn't see it <laughs> exactly oh my god
1: uh, so yeah there there we are all right so ended poor mr
0: mr tang was jailed for two years for trying to uh improve labor conditions in the factory that uh he worked in and at least he's out of jail now. I mean, that's something. It was only two years, which I mean, I can't really say that because two years in jail is, is a lot of time. But uh, it could have been a lot worse. So hopefully, he's doing okay now. I don't know if he has a job, but hopefully, well, he's doing all
1: right. I'm gonna say deserves a lot more than an apology from uh, yeah Amazon.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So my rate rating of the apology is obviously zero because there was no apology,
1: right? And my rating is zero minus. Some stuff because right, no apology, and you know they can't apologize because then they have to take ownership of the issue, and then if right. they take ownership of the issue, they're going to lose money.
0: Potentially, yeah.
1: What are we going to do without money?
0: Yeah, all the money that Jeff Bezos has. So terrible.
1: Yeah, it's it's awful, especially since money is is fictitious anyway. It doesn't you know mean anything.
0: It does. Well, but it, it doesn't does if you have rent to pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so boo to Amazon and boo to Jeff Bezos and boo to Foxconn and wherever, wherever that town was. I've forgotten. Um, so do you have an apology expected or a who's sorry now?
1: I have a who's sorry now. Of, well, let's hear it. And it relates to child labor. So um, in my household for a while, you just simply did chores. And that was that. And then my yeah. mom at a certain point was like, Allowances, let's give you an allowance And you start learning to manage money that And sounds. so, all right, cool um, And then it got to the point where Oh, I would like to maybe have a job And earn more money, right? Right And so, cool And also, it just felt like an adult thing to be doing I'm right. really looking forward to, like, turning 16 And being able to legally work um, Right and, you Was know, this
0: your job at McDonald's?
1: Uh, well, that was my th- third job. Uh, um, wow. yeah. So I had a job at Kroger as a bag boy, uh, um, oh, wow. which I had for, I think a summer I'll say. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that was all right. Um, I actually enjoyed it. Um, and then, then I had the McDonald's job for like not a year, but more than a yeah. summer. Right. Yeah. Um, But starting off, I found a job as a dishwasher in an Italian restaurant that was right up the road from our house. In Durham? In Durham, yep. Um, What
0: Italian restaurant?
1: Oh, my God. I couldn't even tell you. Was it the
0: one in that strip mall?
1: It was not a strip mall. Okay, so if you walked up LaSalle... And yeah. you had Duke Manor apartments on your right hand side. Yeah. And you turn right. past the seven eleven. I feel like it just kept going straight, and then the the restaurant was there.
0: On LaSalle? I thought LaSalle ended. Uh,
1: it ends, right? But I feel yeah. like and then you made it right, and there was Kroger, and then there was McDonald's. All my jobs were within walking distance of our apartment. Um and then
0: I thought you worked at the McDonald's on Hillsborough Road.
1: Oh, maybe. I mean, does LaSalle dead end into Hillsborough Road? No, not really. I worked It's
0: not walking distance.
1: Oh, it was totally walking distance from my from my house. I mean
0: Oh, uh, okay. Maybe I thought you worked at a different one I
1: mean it could have been a mile away, but it was, you know, it was like a twenty minute trek. Um, okay,
0: maybe. Maybe.
1: Well, you know, all McDonald's are the same, so my experience yeah. in the one really would have matter. been the same in the other. Yeah, it does not matter where it was. <laughs> the same.
0: And our podcast listeners don't care. Right.
1: <laughs> 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 or they care greatly. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> But, uh, no, so my first job was in this Italian restaurant, and regardless of, it was walking just to the house, right? Uh, yeah. Strip mall rings a bell. I only worked there for two days. Oh, no. Right? And uh, I went in for the interview, and the owner was there, and he interviewed me, and, you know, um, oh, have you ever washed dishes? And was like, of course. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Um, so you're
0: 16 years old, Yeah. Right? I've never done anything. <laughs> yeah, single
1: working mother. Yeah, believe. Right. laundry, check, dusting, check, you know, repair I, a car, almost check. So well, um, uh, so he hired me, and the first night, uh, I didn't mind it. It was fine, right? The, the work itself was fine. He yeah. was very handsy. Um, oh. He would come in, and handsy in a way that didn't feel Italian,
0: uh-huh. Right.
1: It, it was just creepy. It felt it felt uh like it was gonna go places. Yeah, it yeah. felt like I mean, even at sixteen, I you know, as sheltered as sure. I was, I was also pretty just clued in. So um anyway, on it was a it was a lot of like, let me let me give you a neck massage. Uh, let me rub your back for you, right? Oh creepy. Um, this is on the first fucking day of the job.
0: My God. Right.
1: Um and so on the second day of the job he came up behind me and said that I needed to have my back cracked right Oh no cuz I had been going to sound bad I'd been bent over doing something
0: <laughs> was
1: yeah. anything like that It was yeah. I had been in the back of the restaurant picking up pieces of broken glass and throwing them into okay. the bin right okay. And he was like oh you poor thing here and so he got behind me and had me like Put my hands on my shoulders, and they pick me up by the elbows to kind of like pull me back up against him, and do that a couple of times. And I went home, and I told my mother, um, "I I don't want to work there anymore. I don't like it. The man touches me."
0: Yeah.
1: You would think that when your 16 year old son tells you yeah. that a man yeah. is touching him and that uh, it makes him uncomfortable, yeah, right? That. You might ask more questions. Right. right. No. You know when I got? Oh, my God. You're always complaining.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Maybe not quite. Oh, my God. Maybe not quite. You're always complaining. Right. But it was, I'm sure, and it's just my mother lived in this world where th- things like that didn't happen on the job. Things like that happened in bathrooms, right? Okay. Like, if you yeah. go into the bathroom, don't let anybody talk to you. Right. Okay. <laughs> Gee mom. I don't know if you've ever been in a bathroom, but it's not really the place for conversation with strangers. Um, yeah, and so she was. Oh my god, she was like, I
0: just think if it were me and my son, sixteen year old son came home and said this somebody had been touching him, I would be, I would be in the car, out the I door, to on the, the way fucking to the restaurant. restaurant to get so spaghetti the dinner. You no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I understand oh you've been touching
1: my child. I want pizza. Um, <laughs>
0: Every
1: day for the rest of my life. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it's that guy who owes me an apology, not my mother. He sure does. Yes. How creepy! Um, it was. It was all that thing. But the other thing was for me going, th- you know, through that experience was my mother's not. I don't want to say her absolute lack of of concern, but the touching just didn't seem to be the issue for her. It was like, okay, well if you're going to leave, he owes you for the 2 days you worked. And uh, so she went this this is what was important to my mother. The money. Then she went up to the restaurant and brought me with her.
0: Oh my right, god. Which
1: was totally not uncomfortable at all.
0: Not at all. Right.
1: And said, you know, my son um, worked here for 2 days and you owe him and I don't remember if I ever got a check. You know, I, I don't yeah. care. I just remember being like, I I'm so uncomfortable, and I really think the big issues being overlooked here,
0: right? Right. Not right. that the
1: guy needs to be in jail. He didn't touch anything important, right?
0: Well, sure, right. but still but, creepy, and probably probably weren't really all that interested in telling your mother about things like that again.
1: Um, um, well, after that, I just made sure I always got paid. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, you want to touch? (laughs) You got money. My mom will be after you if you don't.
0: If you get check, I'm not worth a check for this.
1: Oh my god, my my mom was my pimp. Oh no. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, that's my um, apology. Not expected. Too sorry now. Yeah, I'm. I'm owed an apology by that guy. Okay, what about you?
0: I have an apology expected, and you might remember yesterday um, there was a, a Zoom um, conference with members of Congress and Ukrainian President Zelensky. And the Republican senators Steve Daines of Montana and Marco Rubio of Florida shared photos on social media of Ukrainian President Zelensky in uh, a secure location during that video conference call. Even though uh, members of Congress had been told not to tweet or post pictures about the call while it was in progress out of concern for Zelensky's safety, um, because Zelensky survived at least three assassination attempts over the last week. Uh, Multiple House Democrats blasted Daines and Rubio, calling their actions irresponsible. But a spokesperson for, um, I think, uh, Steve Daines said, This was a well-reported call with over 250 people joining, and it was not a secure or classified briefing. The photo was shared before it was requested not to and well into the call, and it had no identifying information. We should be focusing on what's important here, and that's supporting Ukraine. The only reason why anyone wants to make this an issue is partisan clickbait, which is bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, If you want to support Ukraine, you might not want to to divulge the whereabouts of their president who's trying to survive assassination attempts. So uh, once again, fuck the Republicans and good luck to President Zelensky.
1: A thousand billion percent. Yeah. So
0: I say I'm expecting an apology from Danes and Rubio, but I'm really not expecting an apology. I just think they they owe us one.
1: Total. uh, I don't think they're...
0: (laughs) They're not going to have the wherewithal to actually apologize because they're assholes. No,
1: because to apologize means you did something wrong. And the Republicans right. have so much cleanup to do with all their Putin kissing over the last five years. Oh um, you know, they have to take down those posters of him.
0: Where he's on <laughs> that horse
1: life. and he's looking so in control of the country and everything. It's shirtless.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: No, awful. Um, did you hear about the Airbnb support for Ukrainians? no you can rent an airbnb in ukraine and not go and you don't have
0: to go and you just give them the money you
1: give them the money through airbnb
0: that's a good thing so they can get paypal still or whatever
1: i i'm assuming Assume. so um
0: huh. we're gonna maybe i should go check out some houses in ukraine
1: we're gonna do that today um that's nice yeah so uh
0: and go to Kiev or whatever.
1: newish trend, but it's, it, you know, the it's nice that technology is allowing us to help individual people um, yeah. and sort of do a people-to-people thing. And maybe rather than the fear of a dystopian future, maybe there'll be a nice thing that comes out of this in the next hundred years where people are helping people directly, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: Fingers crossed. That's true. That's I haven't that. heard the news today from from Ukraine, but I hope it's not bad.
1: Nothing's uh, it's it's all the same, but nothing's worse. That's good, but it's not getting any better. I really Ugh. anticipated that by now things would have calmed down and that this was just all a big show. But now it can no, only end in so. one way, um, and it's you know it's all. It hasn't even started yet.
0: Right. Exactly. So no. okay.
1: Nothing but cheer oh, not, on this comedy podcast of
0: <laughs> apologies accepted,
1: the podcast.
0: That's a lot of apologies that are owed to various people. So, um, yes. But uh, Putin in particular deserves to apologize.
1: Yes. Yes. And, so we'll uh, wait for that. Well, it will, you know, I I mean, it's just like how how he is not killed yet Ooh. Probably nobody
0: knows where he is or can get to him.
1: I mean, the people around him.
0: Oh, I see. Well, maybe.
1: You know, it's like, I had to sell my $7 billion yacht, Putin.
0: Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the way that all works enough to speculate, but uh, we can only hope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and no, oh, no one no. ever saw Juliet again. Right. Or Theo. <laughs>
0: You know, a lot of people are—there are some people who are actually going to Ukraine from the U.S. to support the Ukrainians. And, I mean, it crossed my mind, but that would be no good to anyone if I did go. I I, I just don't know what good people are doing who go unless they're trained military, you know, like retired military or something.
1: Oh, right. Um, And did you see that plane of Oath Keepers that went to the Ukraine to help? No, they didn't. They didn't? No, of course not. The insurrectionists that— we're like they were here to they we're gonna go? No, of course not. Jesus Christ. Those oh. babies aren't gonna go fight Putin.
0: <laughs> that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're on Russia's side. Um oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm gonna say, uh, corporations making the world a slightly better place. Thank you, Airbnb, for allowing yeah. uh, Ukrainians to receive money. And um that's that's wonderful. And so, you know, the world is a yeah, mixed that's bag. Good. Sure is. Oh, I forgot the other great thing in the in, in the documentary. I'll make it real quick because we're okay. going. Um, so there was a woman in India, and she started two foundations, uh, which okay. are schools for children, two ashrams, and so some of the kids that are rescued from these uh, work situations, these forced yeah. labor situations, uh, come to her and go to school. And we're talking hundreds of kids yeah. in, in each ashram, right? It's not like five. Um, it's great. And so some of the kids are so crippled from their job oh, no. sewing Levi jeans
0: oh, no. where they
1: sit cross-legged on the floor yeah. for 16 hours a day
0: oh, that no. their
1: legs are deformed and they cannot walk properly. You can see oh, how, how misshapen their, their anatomy is. Uh, but these kids are now um, interested in becoming engineers and doctors. Oh, good. Yeah, so... I hope they can. You know, out out of all bad things, good things always spring. Universal law. I
0: hope so.
1: Yes, so there there we go.
0: All right, on that note, we can end.
1: World's heroes, <laughs> once again, yes. we.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we've saved the world. All right, um, thanks everyone for listening today, and uh, good luck, and we hope uh, it'll be a good week for you, and we'll see you next week.
1: Absolutely. And Ukraine, we're with you.
0: Yep, bye-bye. Bye-bye. FU-